Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is an episodic tokusatsu-related podcast where we're hecka excited about mecha. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. Uh, and it's good to be back, buddy. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> just struck me up. I'm like, I don't think we're doing this every two weeks, so let's not call this a bi-weekly thing. <laughs> let's not lie to the people, right? Yeah. That's what villains do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, but how are you? How are things? Good. Um, this what winter season of anime is wrapping up so our sh- the shows of the season are ending promise neverland mm. ended uh mob just ended today and spring is on its way in <laughs> which means what I'm more with. anime there's always yeah. more anime that's <laughs> mm. true i mean i i'm looking i don't know what's coming out this season that i'm paying attention to really um, is, but is One Punch the, Man season two? Is that this coming season? Yeah, that's right. For better or for worse, One yeah, Punch Man season two. I believe for better or for worse is an appropriate way to put it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it'll it'll be interesting. I'll probably see what's going on. But this year's been moving pretty quickly. Like compared to last year, I, I, last year felt like it was a snail's pace. But like it's April all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just turned around. Oh, now there is one thing that we should both be excited about coming up. That Ultra Manime is going to be hitting Netflix real, real soon, right? Oh, I mean, I think like it's actually out already because I've seen people it? talking about it. So I think well, it is. then I guess I'll check Netflix while we talk um, <laughs> because that's definitely big news. I mean, now that's based on the manga, which I've only read like a little bit of, maybe like a, like a chapter or a chapter and a half. So I don't know much about it other than hmm. it's it is canonically taught. Like, have you read much of it? Yeah, I have the first volume, or I've read the first volume a while ago. It didn't even occur to me that they were going to animate this until the announcement happened. Oh, yeah, it's on here. I'm looking right here, right now. Oh, 13 apps. All right. Well, buddy. spring is here. Spring mm. has sprung. Ultra is in bloom. I want to check that out. Yes, spring, the time when a young man's fancy turns to Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first volume, like, back in like 2016 2015 whenever it first came out i was like oh, that was really ago. cool yeah <laughs> yeah really things were very different for for me at that point i think mm. so i had never i didn't expect this i didn't imagine it nor but it, it seems like i've been seeing positive response to it so i'm excited okay yeah i'm sure other people have already binged it oh just yeah. in the time in the past few minutes since we've realized it exists on netflix some people have finished it um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely check that out for sure yeah. Once I clear out some of my backlog, because I'm, I'm eager to see how it pans out. Gotta support mm-hmm. that Ultra. Yeah, for myself, I've been pretty busy, too. Speaking of anime, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on, like, two seasons ago of anime. Mm. I'm still working my way through Thunderbolt Fantasy, and uh, I just finished Shin Mazinger, which is not anything recent, but I just like giant robots, and I had been meaning to finish it up for a while, and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm getting pretty far in my Kaku Ranger watch. I've got maybe 14 episodes or so to go. It's really... Ninja, uh, Ninjaman finally showed up. Ooh. Who we would know as Ninjor in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I guess, would that be... That'd be season three. Yeah, this would be season three for Mighty Morphin. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah he's uh he's really great i don't know if you have you watched mighty morphin of that era much at all i've i you know what i vaguely remember seeing it um at that time i just oh i think i've always thought it was a cool design i just didn't know having having been of the generation that like i watched it as it was literally like coming out and was excited and was like cool a ninja guy uh he definitely is super cool he was pretty fun ninja was pretty fun in the show i thought he was pretty underutilized like like most of the material in that era uh, underutilized but cool but ninjamon is really he's really different and he shows up really late in kaku ranger whereas i mean i think part of that is the function i don't know if you know this or not but the in mighty morphin power ranger season two they basically you know of course sentai team starts with a cool mecha and then later gets the upgrade mecha for saban basically flipped the order those come in so the upgrade mecha is the starter mecha in kaku ranger they start with uh, muteki shogun who's this like giant castle mecha with like the falcon and the missiles uh, well he doesn't have the falcon just yet but he's like a giant castle robot but then later they get the one that's got the bear and the wolf and all that well in mighty morphin in the movie right they, like, they start with getting the bear and the wolf and the gorilla and then later upgrade to the castle one because which i hmm. think i I, you know, I, I haven't thought about it in such a long time. I know, right? It's 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 weird. But because of that, and like in the movie and stuff, like Ninja gives them the ninja powers. Like he's there from the from the jump, right? Whereas, so like mm-hmm. in Kaku Ranger, I'm like, like when's Ninja Man showing? Like when's Ninja Man showing up? I, I'm ready to see him. And like it's like three quarters of the way through the show and he finally shows up. It was It's just kind of weird, I guess. Like it, I mean, obviously it shouldn't be strange because that's originally how it was supposed to work. But it is very interesting because he sort of fits the role of a sixth ranger. But he shows up so late in the show, and I guess I just wasn't used to that. So he's great; he's a great addition. But I was really, I mm. guess, purple. I was like, oh yeah, God, I almost forgot he should show up at some point, and we're because like we're almost done. <laughs> uh, but he's very mm-hmm. um, ninja in Mighty Morphin was sort of he's sort of a kooky. I mean, he was kind of like an alpha character, but like if alpha could fight, it's kind of silly. Whereas oh, in okay. Kaku Ranger, he's mm. like really emotional. Like he's like a he's almost like a red. Like he's like hot blooded and passionate, and he like literally will at some points just be like shaking hit like shaking with rage and like shaking his fists at the heavens. And his like visor does this fire effect. It's like fire from below, like in his eyes. That's very Looney Tunes. It's really great, but he's he's just not what I expected. He he shows up much later, and he's I mean he's still. He, at the end of the day he's just another fighter for the team but he's just so different it, it's interesting hmm. i forgot how dummy thick ninjor was <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult to infiltrate the uh the enemy castle when the when the when the clap of your shoulder pauldrons keeps alerting the cards I mean, <laughs> yes oh my god thank you for that <laughs> No, thank you. You you mentioned he. Is, I mean, he is dummy thick. He is he is fully armored because he can turn into samurai man, and uh-huh. he like unfolds and like his head does the flip change thing, and he's like this mm-hmm. whole other. So like he's so many cool characters in one. Like he's really awesome, and I think it's interesting yeah. too because in a way, I guess that early era for Mighty Morphin, I think that second season is really rough. But mm. as we get mm-hmm. as you get later into Power Rangers, you start to see like um like SPD is a great example of this. Uh, uh Kruger. They completely like redid his character in SPD. Like they didn't even use the Decker Ranger suit. They like made a custom like police officer dog suit for the Power Rangers character that is not the same oh. as what the, I mean, it's still essentially like a dog in a trench coat who's like their boss or whatever. 
but they like made a custom suit and all that. And so like you in, and he's a great character in power Rangers. So I guess Ninja is an interesting example of how, like, I think that's sort of emblematic of some of the later power Rangers stuff where, as opposed to say the early mighty Morphin, where sometimes like, well, everything that's different is just worse. Right. Like, Oh, Saban changed it and just made it bad. Like that's kind of the rule early on. But Ninja is almost this thing where, okay, they changed it and made it different, but it's just a different take on the character. It's not, like, obviously worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's not used as much as he should be, I think, in the Mighty Morphin stuff. But I think he's sort of indicative of that later trend of, like, well, they're just doing something different with this character. And it's kind of neat and interesting that they're doing that. So, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's the main Toku I've been watching um, is Kaku Ranger. My my Kugari watch is kind of t- completely stalled out. It's just so heavy, I guess. Like, <laughs> Kuga is oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, I sit down and I think about it and I'm like, I have to, like, mentally gear up for Kuga. You know what I mean? And, like, just, yeah, yeah. And like with Kaku Ranger, I don't feel like I have to do that as much. And it's a nice relief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, uh, so news-wise, uh, there's a couple of things going on. Um uh, was there any smaller news? Because I know I know we both know there's like a big piece of news, but is there any like smaller news that we wanted to cover before we hit like the um, sort of elephant in the room? I think well, Beast Morpher seems to be doing really well. Yeah, um, have you been keeping up with that? General response: I've only seen the first episode so far. Mm. Uh, I really like what I've seen. It's a lot of fun. I kind of like the tying it. Ah, oh, geez, you haven't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. I mean, I'm aware of some of the elements of Go Buzzers. Mm-hmm. Like I know now, this is me not having seen Ghostbusters at all. Just kind of gotten a glimpse of it. Like mm. I just didn't pay attention to it when it was running. I don't for whatever sure. reason. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, I like what I'm seeing so far. I like how they're tying it to. I guess what seems like the canon. This is like a returning fan. Like I, I haven't paid attention to the American production in a very mm. long time. If I'm being fair. But it's like, okay, I have a kind of an idea of, of this stuff that they're tying it to. Right. So I right. like, I appreciate that. Um, the cast seems interesting so far. But I, of course, it's, it's just the first one. I haven't seen that much, but I'm eager mm. to see more. Well, that's good. I mean, to be net positive, certainly. I mean, I know, I say I know, my understanding of GoBusters is that it is one of the few Sentai to sort of play around in the Power Rangers mythos. Like, there were some, hmm. if I'm not mistaken, there were some callbacks to power rangers ideas or canon in go busters like not an overt way but there were some references so it's already sort of maybe in the air for that show and i think hasbro is uh uh not foolish certainly the probably the most successful thing i mean the neo savon era has been pretty rough I'm, i tend to be a, a dino charge defender I, I really really like dino charge like a lot um but i think a lot of the Neo Saban stuff has just not really been up to snuff. So, and I think probably the best thing going has been that Power Rangers comic. That Boom comic is good. It's really good. And uh, mm-hmm. it plays around in the mythos and the lore in a lot of fun ways. So I think Hasbro is like, we need to be doing that like in the show, like canonically. Like we need to be, it doesn't, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still about buying plastic toys, but it can be for people who've been around for a while. Like you don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to push old fans out. You can give them just enough to sort of like, yeah, this is still part of this and all that. So especially I guess when, I mean, to me at least Power Rangers, the one thing that's always sort of set it apart is that there's at least been the understanding or the assumption that all the Power Ranger stuff happens in the same universe, right? Whereas Sentai 
I mean, it doesn't not make that assumption, but it, it doesn't feel as core a part of what Sentai's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter most of the time mm-hmm. if one existed. Sometimes they'll do a crossover thing. Just at a glance, I think that's what I've observed. But it, yeah. it's also, doesn't. it's not, like, beholden to that either. Like, they mm-hmm. don't worry about it so much, so... Yeah, like they don't worry about it and they just they don't worry about it. And like I think for Power Rangers there's at least the they at least make gestures to, you know, there are other Power Rangers. Power Rangers are a thing, you know, in yeah. those universes and they have things like the Dino like Dino Thunder or, you know, mm-hmm. uh uh Forever Red and those kind of like you know, they they make those connections pretty overtly. Um mm-hmm. so I think that's I think that's a good that's a good place for Hasbro to start from, and all the stuff I'm seeing, at least in the, my Twitter bubble, people that I trust that have been uh, a little down in the dumps on a lot of the Neo Saban stuff, particularly, they're all real positive on it. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I I think the world is better off for a healthy Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. so. And if, especially like as we, because oh no, now hold on, this also is percolating to my head. What's this? What's the Sentai series before Jetman? Is it Bioman or Live Man? Hold on, Five Man. Okay, I'm sorry, Five Man. I believe, mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Okay, here it is. This has happened since. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we we have not discussed this. It was part of Shout Factory's a uh, couple of announcements, but. Shout Factory is releasing, uh, this just came to my mind, they are releasing the series before Jetman, which is Five Man. Okay. So, now, I've not seen Five Man, but I think that, and I I have no idea what to expect, I know a lot of people are kind of meh on it, at least in my Twitter bubble. Like, most of the discussion I've seen on Five Man is very like, you know, eh, it's, you know, it's there. Um, I've seen the comparison drawn to O-Ranger, which is another series that people are like, meh, it's there. But I I think the important thing there is that, I mean, we knew it was a big deal when they licensed Jetman, because Jetman is the only one that, because we were, we were wondering, like, okay, how far are they going to go? Like, are they just going to do yeah, all the Power yeah. Rangers adaptations? Well, Jetman was never adapted, but the thing with Jetman mm-hmm. was that technically Saban did get the license for Jetman, they just didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, there's a pre-existing license. Are they going to go further back? It appears that they are going further back. And I think that is like kind of a big deal. They're they're really doing it. They're going to try to release all of Super Sentai in America. I just can't believe it. Like the world we live in, it's amazing. Really good news. Sorry, I just had to say that. Like that that I think that signals good things that we I mean, yeah. we could see things like Go Ranger and stuff like that. Like, wow. I mean, that that, yeah, that would that, just be just I'm excited. Yeah, I would like too. to see that very much. Pat, tell us the other really big news in the room. As of, what, yesterday, today, mm-hmm. we are in a new era of... <laughs> Obviously, there are large implications here, but we are out, out, out of the Heisei era. Welcome to the Reiwa era? Reiwa, I believe is how it's pronounced. No, I don't know, but I believe it's Reiwa. Now, and I think they announced it yesterday, but mm. I think it goes oh, into effect. Not. I think it goes into effect May the 1st with the abdication. I think. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's how it works, but I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. if, for those of you, if for some reason you're listening to this show and do not know the significance, obviously Japan has like political eras, right? Like the Showa era and the Heisei era and now the Reiwa era, which really has nothing to do with at least anything down at our level, right? It's not going to yeah. affect us. And it probably doesn't. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, uh, Tokusatsu fandom, at least here in the West, breaks up 
there's a sort of de facto age, like there's the Showa era and the Heisei era, you know, and we sort of, in the same way that comic book fandom, US comic book fandom does like Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, it doesn't actually mean anything or coincide with anything. I mean, I think it, it probably makes more sense, I guess, for Toku in a way, just because like you literally can say like, Yes, Reiwa begins May the 1st and Heisei ends with, you know what I mean? Like, you can clearly draw a line in the sand where they end. On, like, comic, I guess with comic book fandom and that sort of stuff, like, it's more like, you know, they, they, a lot of people say, like, the Iron Age starts with Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns being released. Like, those two, they just, because they set this sort of creative tone for a very long time, right? That's, like, the start of something new and gritty. So there's there's less thematic links, I guess, but there are there's a clear line in the sand. Like this is where this ends. This is where this begins. So like, what, I, I I don't know if there's much to. It's weird. Yeah. Like, how did you take the news? Because I definitely felt weird about it. <laughs> I have a vague understanding of it, but not really. Like, okay, I'm I'm trying to think of a lot of different words to say that I'm not really sure how <laughs> this will actually affect. I mean, to be on topic, the stuff that we're consuming. Mm-hmm. There are clear marks, I think, in terms of design decisions, and I think even how pop culture is affected. Mm, but sure. it is sort of, it's yet to be seen what that will be exactly. Mm. Um, and there's lots of stuff. There's a lot of people putting out re- really interesting things about what this implies. I certainly think it's interesting. It is strange because we have been talking about Showa and Heisei for so long. And yeah, Heisei, that's true. for us, I mean, you know, for us as people who were born in and have been raised entirely within Heisei, that Showa was yesteryear, Heisei is now, that Heisei feels like it has been going on for so long for us, because Showa, you know, cinema itself sort of exists, you know, was sort of percolating and developing within Showa, and this sort of like mass entertainment on this scale, whereas it's pretty Mm -hmm. much, most of what we recognize has mostly existed in Heisei, and Heisei's been going on for so long, we've been cutting it up into smaller sub-eras, you know? (laughs) It's like, well, there's Heisei and there's Neo-Heisei, like, I mean, uh-huh. it's all still Heisei, right? Or like Godzilla Neo, Heisei, fandom. It's like Saban, Disney. <laughs> right. And you have like, okay, well. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. Are you... <laughs> oh, no. If Saban gets an era. Oh, no. No. Uh, I mean... Like for Godzilla fandom, we go, oh, well, Heisei goes from Godzilla Returns until 1995, right? 84 to 95. But then there's like the Millennium series that starts, you know, around the turn of the century. And it's like all still technically heisei you know like it's, mm-hmm. there's all these like mm-hmm. it's been going on for so long we've had to like make these like chunks mm-hmm. i think the funniest comment that i saw was that the people who and i forget i apologize someone who i follow on twitter and i apologize for not crediting you if this is not my joke please don't think i'm funny but someone said those people who make the all heisei era op collection videos finally they are free (laughs) i think they can stop (laughs) remaking those videos oh yeah that's true (laughs) you can you can rest now be at peace yeah be go be free my child fly oh boy yeah so um, we'll see where this we'll see where what it really does uh i guess the Mm. soonest we'll see is when zeo ends and yeah resoldier just started but Mm -hmm. next february like that Will it be a, a very, very different direction? I don't know. Yeah, we'll who see. knows? Who's to say? And that's interesting, too. How far along is it? You were watching Zio. Are you still watching it? Uh, we haven't picked it back up yet. I think uh, okay. we're in the early 10s. Of okay. It. But um, Where is it at now? Is it in like the 20s or 30s? I think so. That feels that's right. right. 20-something-ish. <laughs> I haven't checked in in a yeah, while. Yeah, I don't, I don't see much Zio commentary. I see... 
I think a lot of, well, I'll put it this way. The most interesting commentary that I have seen lately is some people saying that the worst parts of Zio are all front-loaded, mm. and then it gets better. It gets I think really... so. I think it seems like the sentiment seems to be picking up. Something I have been seeing that people are excited about is sort of return of previous riders. Mm. Uh, there's like a bit actors of, or then, just I mean, suits? Both. Oh, um, oh so that like, is really nice. There's going to be some like Ryuki stuff coming up, or I think there's some Blade stuff going on right now. Oh, cool. Yes, and there's... I think the actor for oh for Oja, uh, Kamen Rider Oja, the snake themed one from Yuki is like I've seen him in a few like screenshots. I'm like oh geez, like he's still at it. Cool, that's pretty yeah, that, cool. That's the best thing is is old Toku actors coming back and still doing it. Yeah, there's something oh, really yeah. special and just kind of like electric about that. Mm-hmm. Well, good, and I I really do want to check out Zio. Um, I know part of it was that build for me build just like. I was tapped out, like, in the best possible way. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah build was so draining. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I got to take, I got to walk away from Common Rider for a little while. It's just, there was, like. There, there was a, um, I don't remember who, I want to say, dang, I can't remember who it was. But I saw something else on uh, on Twitter where in Ryu Soldier, they, they had a shot. Like, they were reusing a location, and somebody was like, oh, look. There's that spot where Sento cried for three days straight. Like, I was like, oh, like, oh, dang. I forgot. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that makes that scene, those locations. When a show makes this location memorable, that's mm. something. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. God, that show was so good. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Rewa Re- era is, is coming. It, I mean, we're literally at the the end of an era and the beginning of a new, and that's really exciting. Uh, who knows what it'll what it will um, entail? But it's pretty great. It's pretty pretty good, pretty exciting time for Toku fandom. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's let's get into those those summaries because uh, so we we watched thirty seven and thirty eight, and we are going to watch thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So episode thirty seven, uh, we had an armored crab gangler. <laughs> With super teleport attacks and the ability to send everybody home. So to counteract that, they did this weird bit where... Or they found out that Kyrie didn't really consider anywhere his home, so it didn't work on him. And then uh, Lupin Blue and Lupin Yellow and Patron Ichigo cons- decided to tent out and make that their home. But they had this like weird... like They met at the campgrounds where they were all going to be hobos and they had to come up with an excuse that they were going to be there and... This is, it's, it's real silly. Umika came up with an excuse that, that Kairi had kicked them out. So Keichiro goes to the cafe to try and like cheer him up or like figure him out. Um, you can see Keichiro trying to like reach out and Kairi rejecting that, but also kind of regretting it because it reminded him very much of his brother right. who he'd lost. Also, we haven't seen it in a while. We haven't seen Mekashiva in a while. So mm-hmm. that's what we got to see <laughs> this time around. <laughs> And then in 38, it seemed like Zamigo Cowboy Absolute Zero was doing something yeah. for once. And what it was was interfering with a new upgrade that they were going to get, which at first seemed to be this uh, jumbo jet vehicle that they were going to get as an upgrade. And the interference was run initially by these two shrimp-themed ganglers that showed up at the same time, <laughs> which is a great... Like, we're, like, we're lifelong buddies! And then uh, freaking Zamigo shows up, and Ice is one of them, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go with you. Like, let's just... <laughs> we're childhood friends. Never mind. And um, it turns out he has, like, vehicle control power, so they were using that to disrupt the acquisition of new abilities, which turned out to not just be 
uh, a jumbo jet, but a tank that was yeah. somehow that was being stored in the jumbo jet. So that it was. On, I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with this one, where the tank drops out of it. It's like, what's going to happen? And boom. <laughs> Um, so we got sort of a different version, like a tricked out version of um, Lupin Kaiser. Mm. Uh, like they call it Siren Kaiser, I think. I think Siren like it had Kaiser. it had a bunch of different parts on it, um, including the tank. So it looked really different. Yeah, I uh, um, I was ne- I don't know how you, I mean I I enjoyed both these episodes, um, mm-hmm. and I liked the character development in them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe I don't know if you feel this way or not. But I I kind of got the feeling that like. I sort of felt like maybe these should have happened earlier in the series. I sort of maybe. wish we knew this stuff maybe five to ten episodes ago. Does that make sense? Mm. Kinda. Like, for for 37, it definitely felt like a, a sort of a rehashing of the how you doing their sport vibe. Yeah. yeah. You doing all right, champ? Uh, and then, But then 38, I kind of get, was like, a, how do we trust you? Can I trust you? uh lupon x you're mm. always like working with them so it's kind of renewing right, renewing right. their faith in him right like that's that's sort of the vibe that i got uh, renewing and reconnecting and it's like i can count on you like you don't have to worry about us we can count on you can count on us we count on you we're all humans right so yeah. let's work together <laughs> so it was that's true that's true i do help i hope that at some point before the show ends, I hope we figure out what Cowboy Absolute Zero is doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, the show's over, so it's, the sooner we we get to it, the sooner we'll find out. Yeah, right. And the one thing I do want is I thought we were gonna see what the jet did, but we got the tank, which is pretty cool. Sure, but I want to see what that jet does. <laughs> I guess that's another but, thing that's been interesting about this show is seeing. Maybe this is just my perception. But um, I feel like the we have both an abundance of the little vehicle modes. Like, we have tons of mm. them, it feels like. And yet, mm-hmm. unlike, you know, say like, uh, I don't know, Zoo Ranger or something, right? Like, oh, I think of the Blue Ranger, and the Blue Ranger, I think of the Triceratops. Like, I strongly identify a character with their little mech, too. I don't know if I do that here in the show, because they switch them up so much. And there's so many. Mm. Do you have that feeling, too? Like, Kind of? Like what? What do you mean exactly? As in, like when you think of, like when you think of Lupin Red, it, what vehicle do you associate with him? With if anything, what vehicle do I associate? Like a jet, right? Right, like soon the jet. Oh, like, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but can you identify like there's six, there's six, seven range? Like, okay, like the way Noel, you think, oh, he's got the train. Noel has the train. Right, that's go back true. And forth, very yeah. clearly identifying like his vehicle. The other ones have mm-hmm. so many vehicles, and we we seem to get new ones more than we even see the old ones. It seems, except when they're combined. The, mm-hmm. I don't really have a strong identity for their little mini vehicles, truthfully. Yeah, at least not in the way in prior true. series I would. Mm. Which is just you know, it's not bad. It's just it's just different. Yeah, that's true. It's just a different take, I guess. But all right, well, we're ready to jump in and watch uh, thirty nine. Yeah, let's do it. And we're back. Yeah. That was Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger 39. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, Pat, you want to give us a quick rundown on what happened? Yes. Uh, so this one, 
Isalob, the other shrimp buddy gangler from, uh, it was just 38. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out he, even though he had been put on ice, that just meant that he was actually transported and put into cold storage somewhere. And uh, just on a whim, Zamigo had defrosted him to either, to wreak havoc a little bit. At this point, we're starting to see, we're starting to see Kyrie kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, like kind of go rogue. Like he keeps going off on his own. Maybe he's getting impatient or he's already a little bit frustrated. And he's, he, overall, he's just trying to, I don't know, it seems like he's trying to rush things a little bit. So despite like the upgrades they're getting, I feel like he feels like he's not making enough like traction sure. or movement. So this leads to him going off on his own. He, he spots that Isilab has like a human identity. So he starts like following him around town, corners him, and then ultimately becomes like bait. Like, it turns out Ebi was bait, or Ebi, Isalov was bait for <laughs> Zamigo to show up in ambush when somebody was alone, so. Right. Meanwhile, Lupin Yellow and Lupin Blue are sort of conflicted over whether or not they should tell Noel, like, their history with Zamigo, because in the beginning of the episode, he'd ask them about him. What's what's the deal with this guy? Do you know anything about it? I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So, they join up just as... Lupin Red is getting cornered. They they kind of just show up just as he's about to use Victory Striker, the jumbo jet that we that they just picked up in the last episode. And it's pretty cool. Like it's straight up honestly, it's straight up King Crimson, like he could predict the future somewhat. Like <laughs> at the follow that follow that faded path. So that uh, future prediction combined with his ability, he actually ends up with the upper hand on Zamigo mm-hmm. and would have taken him out, but he threw Isalab in the way and got away. I want to say... Then Ghosh arrives. Yeah, Ghosh arrives, brings back Isalab, they do a fight, and then we kind of get to see what Victory Striker does for Lupin Kaiser, which is kind of like a flight mode. And the I want to say the Pat Rangers once again kind of take a back seat for this episode. Yeah, they do. Um, the thing we do learn though is that when Zamigo freezes people, he's actually like somehow teleporting them, and we actually got to see him use that in the fight. Right. Um, so there's an implication there for sure that not only have they they didn't get just broken into pieces, but they've been stored somewhere. Mm-hmm. So in cold there's storage, a thread to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was pretty much where the episode ended right yeah i think so there was a little bit about sort of keichiro noticing that both Kyrie and lupon red somehow two different people completely unrelated are troubled by something and so he's picking up on that but not exactly what's going on so we'll probably see more of that soon so So that's uh, how did you feel about this episode overall then i like learning about zamigo's deal uh king crimson (laughs) in action (laughs) was great big big fan of sentai fights on the ground and the camera work i don't think has been as exciting as it was in the beginning but we're getting some really dope effects Mm. you know firing a gun maybe not my favorite way to defeat somebody in like a toku series but they've done really cool job like i want to know how to do that like (laughs) point here big laser coming out watch out And then, like, the cool, like, prediction prediction effect whenever he got, like, a um, a vision of the future was really cool, too. Mm. That, what do they call it? Like, chromatic, kind of, like, chromatic aberration stuff? Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, almost like they're, like, seeing, neg- like, film negatives almost, right? Of, mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. future events. That was really cool. I think the yeah. visual 
I think him discovering it was really cool too because there was that slow motion shot with Zamigo firing the bullet right at the screen, and then yeah. we, we get the, the transition to the match cut with him like right got her to his visor, and then right when it looks like it's about to hit, it that's when he like realizes what it's doing. It's just showing him what could happen. Uh, that was really, yeah, yeah, really effective. Right. Um, I really liked this episode. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think it was interesting that. I think, like you said, we've had little less uh, maybe exciting camera work like we've had in prior episodes. Mm-hmm. But the effect for the, uh, the King Crimson effect was really cool. Even the finisher, again, I agree, just having a blast finisher isn't that much fun. I thought it was interesting. They've played around a lot with, I mean, the pistols are the main thing in this series. They've played around a lot, it feels like, with making a character shoot a pistol be a team attack. Um, you know, the Pat Rangers can do that thing where they form into a one body. And fire yeah. the shots, so it's technically mm-hmm. a team attack. And I think the interesting thing here with uh, Super Loop on Red is that Blue and Yellow had to come turn the dials on his shoulders to power up the attack. Oh yeah, that's right. Like yeah. so, it wasn't just him shooting. They unlocked the ability. Yeah, they almost had to like like power him up or crank him up. I thought that was a really neat way to still make that a team attack. I guess. Yeah. As opposed to the, of course, the classic model is just have a super big bazooka everyone has to hold. So I thought that was an interesting way to still make it a team attack, even though it was just him firing. I thought it was kind of neat. Lots of lots of great. I don't want. I don't really want to say this was like a character development episode, but we got lots of little lore drops. The Zamigo revelation is a really big deal. Knowing that they're not possibly dead, they're just somewhere else. Like that's huge. That's like that's a big deal for the show. Oh and yeah. Little little things like with Kyrie, pretty much out and out saying like you know Keitro, you're not my brother. Don't act like my brother. Um, or, and then Keichiro being like, wow, this guy has a lot in common with Red. Like, those are both really big developments for them, I feel like. And then, particularly, I think the interesting thing is, we haven't, we still haven't really figured out Zamigo's deal, but we've figured out now that the Lupin Rangers have a plan for him. That I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, they've got a, they've like, that he's their, like, backup plan, essentially. Meaning that they also, like us, don't really trust Kogure's promise. And that yeah. they're 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 coming up with an alternative plan, and they were hesitant to tell Noel about it. All of that, I think, was way more like that was like, oh, that's a really interesting dynamic because we've pretty much, I mean, it seems like Noel's the distrust for Noel has mostly been on the side of the Pat Rangers, like obviously. So having that hesitation from the team, the 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 Lupin Rangers, was interesting, and like knowing that okay, they've they also don't really buy into this whole thing. I thought it was pretty important, personally. Yeah, and it's sort of good for them to be skeptical because Kulgari has been kind of shady about like yeah. certain aspects of it. He's been up, not necessarily up front, but he's given them a little bit to go on, but it's still pretty nebulous and there's no proof that they've seen of it. Mm. And like I said, what they have seen is the ability to teleport somebody. So they know, um, they know that their loved ones are not necessarily dead. Right. There's just no guarantee, but it's just not guaranteed that they are dead. Mm. And there was a little weirdness when um, Umika first told Noel, where he says, like, your line of reasoning is correct. And she accepts it, like, okay, great. But then Toma's, like, you know, either um, skeptical enough to have some, what do you call it, reserves? Like be, be reserved about it. Like, uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. And... But of course, that gets interrupted by Kyrie going off on his own. Other other things you really like from this? Isolov is again a very silly kaiju. 
mm. Kaijin, and I, I like him a lot. But just all the shrimp jokes, I think, are pretty great. And yeah. uh, particularly yeah. that little shrimp fan thing, it just kept delivering the laughs because it could shoot fried shrimp missiles. It had the team running around town looking for suspicious fried shrimp. I think Sakuya literally walking the sidewalk, peering at the grass, looking for suspicious fried shrimp is probably kind of a, a wonderful moment in the show. Uh, we may not see it yeah. like again. And uh, yeah. his like, oh, followed can... by his totally after-school special moment of like, <laughs> you know, if you you if you got a friend, you gotta trust in them, and you gotta tell them things mm-hmm. that you think that they ought to know. Like, if you're worried about it, you should talk to your friends. Like, yeah, right. good message. <laughs> I don't like actually sound advice from Sakuya of all people. Yeah, it was interesting for him to give good advice. Actually, that was pretty. Yeah. It was a fun flip of the script. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, th- he wasn't done talking because, of course, he was going to ask that she confide in him, and then, like, yep. <laughs> like, nah. And no, it was it was good. And I think uh, all the little um, all the little attacks he could do with that fan, uh, like making the he could shoot out the shrimp oil to try to fry them, and then they had to use the fire extinguisher. Like it was all it was all good. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I really have no complaints there. I thought it went it all went really well, and uh, the. Oh, seeing the new Lupin Kaiser combination that could also turn into sort of like a big super plane bomber thing. Mm, uh, mm. I think we both remarked like that seems like a different, like, I don't know if I can think of a, what essentially then makes it a, you know, Transformers combiner that has its own alt mode, right? Like, I don't know if I've seen oh, yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty new and exciting. There was something else that happened that like got my attention oh Oh, that's what it was there was something worth noting that i think toma had observed maybe i think it was toma since noel had never seen since amigo was totally new to noel it meant that his loved one was taken or killed we don't know Mm -hmm. Uh, taken away that's 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 how they would say it was taken away by somebody else and Mm -hmm. um immediately after that that's when it cut to destra and ghost kind of Hey, yeah, right. You wanna you wanna team up? <laughs> you wanna <laughs> fail failed again? Yeah, I know the feeling. You doing all right there? <laughs> yeah, and him being like, "What makes you think I need your help?" But really, she was like, "Well, you know, I'm offering," which was different for them. Messed up again. Just noticed, <sighs> you know. Noticed you're having uh, trouble being a bad guy. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I really like this one, and I think it for what I guess at face value feels like a kind of standard episode. A lot of a lot of little things. Uh, feels like we're maybe pivoting to that final act. Mm-hmm. Really, are upping the stakes and altering. I, I'm re- I'm really impressed with the learning that the Rangers had a plan for Zamigo before we really even learn what his plan is. That's a yeah. really interesting to me. I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I like this one a lot. Yeah, I'm in, I'm excited to see where this is going. Mm. Well, all right. Well, um, I think that's probably about it. So I guess next time. We'll be getting together to uh, watch the next batch of episodes. Not not too many more left. Before, yeah, that's true. Before this this season is completed, so it's exciting. Coming up, here. yeah. Maybe we'll do a couple more of these. Yeah, I say this every time, but I missed. Uh, I missed it. I miss it every time. It's it's. There's nothing like watching it by yourself. Watching it with a friend is always always feels better. Oh yeah, definitely. You I mean, I like the other two episodes, but there's always something more exciting about just watching it as a group. It's it's better. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast! Podcast.